on the Democratic side of the aisle who serve on the Weaponization Committee are experienced uh, in dealing with oversight, accountability, and our congressional duties in a reasonable, rational, and responsible fashion, and are going to be ready to push back against the extremism that we are going to see from the Weaponization Committee. The American people do not support this Weaponization Committee, but it's Exhibit A of the extreme MAGA Republican agenda, which is not designed to do anything to make a difference in the lives of the American people. This is why President Biden's remarks during the State of the Union was so powerful and compelling, because he spoke about job creation. He spoke about the economy. He spoke about achieving the American dream. He spoke about helping uh, everyday Americans to lower costs uh, against aggressive corporate overreach that takes place in the day-to-day -day lives of everyday Americans. These are the issues that we're going to continue to focus on. The Weaponization Committee is another unnecessary distraction, and it's a waste of time and the treasure of the American people. Because this is not just about the Twitter files, which folks are focused on because of the news it made. It's about a systemic rot in the culture and the politicization of the leadership of the FBI, and it needs to be rooted out. Let's take a step back. Let's look at the targeting illegally of parents who wanted to stand up for their kids at school board meetings. On September 29, 2021, the National School Boards Association sent a letter to Joe Biden equating parents at school board meetings to domestic terrorists. And on October 4th, Attorney General Merrick Garland issued a memorandum to the FBI and U.S. attorneys that the department would use federal enforcement tools to target and prosecute these parents. Do you consider parents as domestic terrorists? I do not consider parents as domestic terrorists. No, I do not. No, and neither do the American people. But there's more to this story. It goes back further than that initial letter on September 29th. Because the letter didn't happen organically, it was solicited. It was solicited by the White House and by the Secretary of Education. Essentially, the Biden administration laid the predicate for which it used to justify illegally targeting the American people, targeting these parents. Of the people that were made aware of the Hunter Biden laptop story, 53% would have changed their vote, including 61% of Democrats. This is the definition of election meddling, and it's the definition of election meddling by the FBI on behalf of Democrats paid for by the U.S. taxpayers. It's collusion, it's corruption, and it's unconstitutional. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. A lot has been said here about the fear of threats, but what we're concerned about in the scope of this committee is the fear of threats to the American citizens. The reason we use the term weaponization is because it is appropriate. We have so many examples of that across so many federal agencies that were designed to serve and protect the American people and have been used in recent years against them that it will take us probably two years to, out, uh, to lay that out. But I just want to focus on one that's been mentioned this morning because the timeline is important. Uh, the school board's issue. On June 22, 2021, Loudoun County parent Scott Smith spoke out at his local school board meeting and he was arrested. On September 29th, citing Mr. Smith's arrest as an example, the National School Boards Association sent a letter to the Biden administration requesting federal law enforcement involvement in local school board disputes. Now here's what's really important. We learn later that the White House helped the NSBA draft that letter to itself. On October 4th, Attorney General Merrick Garland issued the now infamous memo directing federal law enforcement to mobilize 
against the parents of school children who protest at their local school board meetings. He turned the FBI, the U.S. Attorney's offices, the full weight of the Federal Department of Justice against the very citizens they were sworn to defend and protect. On October 12th, we learned that the Loudoun County parent, Scott Smith's daughter, was actually sexually assaulted at her, at her school and that the school board covered it up, and that was the reason why that dad showed up to protest. Nine days later, October 21st, happened to be the day previously scheduled for Attorney General Merrick Garland himself to appear before our House Judiciary Committee. In that hearing, as my colleagues will remember, he was forced to acknowledge before our committee that the NSBA letter was the basis of his memo targeting concerned parents. But he refused to acknowledge the obvious chilling effect that memo involving the full weight of the federal law enforcement apparatus would have on parents' protected First Amendment speech. He also, by the way, refused to commit to a mandatory, under federal law, mandatory ethics review of his own family's financial ties to advancing critical race theory in schools and its relation to his school board memo and the obvious appearance of the conflict of interest therein. I encourage all interested citizens to watch the video of that hearing. It was pretty contentious. The very next day, on October 22nd, after much public outcry, the NSBA retracted and publicly apologized for its letter labeling concerned parents like Scott Smith as, quote, domestic terrorists. In the following weeks, over 20 different state school board associations severed their ties with the National School Boards Association. Our Democrat colleagues have tried to downplay the importance of this select committee and even criticized its name as hyperbolic. But as this example and so many others clearly show, key agencies have indeed been weaponized. We're informed even still today that that memo has not been retracted by the Attorney General. The timestamp data provides an intimate window into a person's life, revealing familial, political, professional, religious, and sexual associations. Only the few without cell phones could escape this tireless and absolute surveillance. Those are quotes from the Supreme Court's majority opinion in U.S. v. Carpenter. And while Carpenter is a limited ruling addressing warrantless monitoring of cell site locations under the Fourth Amendment, the court began considering whether the law needs to adjust to a digital world with extensive data collection and the analytical tools to operationalize that data. The federal government has realized the value of the massive amounts of commercial consumer data that is freely available on the open market. The data is produced to inform on aggregate population levels, but it also generates leads that produce in investigations into ind individuals. In 2020, the CDC purchased a cell phone location data from a data broker to monitor whether or not people went to church during quarantine. In 2020, the DOD obtains consumer data from a Muslim prayer app. In 2020, the Department of Homeland Security purchased cell phone location data to make enforcement decisions on the U.S.-Mexican border. In the summer of 2020 and the turn of the year in 2021, DOJ obtained cell phone location data on Black Lives Matter protests and every cell phone in and around the Capitol on January 6. 2022, several law enforcement associations publicly opposed a bipartisan data privacy bill because it would disrupt the ability to easily obtain certain consumer data. And in 2023, just this week, the IRS proposed comparing a waiter's reported income from tips to the tip data that's submitted by their employing restaurant. You may agree with some of these, you may disagree with some of these, but here's the, bit, here's the thing. None of these third-party data acquisitions required a warrant. Hi there, everyone. It's 4 o'clock in New York. A new chapter in the House GOP's plan to govern for Fox News and Fox News only began today. The committee set up for one purpose only, that is to fuel the right's con favorite conspiracy theory, that somehow the deep state is out to protect Democrats and persecute conservatives and 
the disgraced ex-president and his allies. The so-called Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government held its very first hearing today. Republicans invited a panel that included Senator Chuck Grassley, who once said this, that the FBI was, quote, corrupted to its core. Senator Ron Johnson, who has never met a conspiracy he didn't really like a lot. And former Congresswoman and current Fox News regular Tulsi Gabbard. Here's just some of what they had to say. It's clear to me that the Justice Department and the FBI are suffering from a political infection that, if it's not defeated, will cause the American people no longer to trust these storied institutions. It will also threaten the American way of life. Serious questions regarding instances of unequal application of justice and violation of January 6th defendants' due process rights remain unanswered. It was a litany of complaints and grievances and delusions and fantasies about Hunter Biden, the FBI, the deep state, Twitter, COVID-19, and of course, as you heard right there, January 6th. Okay, they're not happy. It's Thursday, 9 February, year of our Lord, 2023, the late afternoon, early evening block of the war room. And man, they are mad as hornets about this. We got a lot to get to. Seb, Dr. Gork is going to join me, Boris. But first, Lee Smith, the great Lee Smith, the investigative reporter, has got a blockbuster story up in the tablet. If Denver can put it on the screen, bring Lee in. Lee, tell me about your investigative report shows about one of the most controversial figures in the nation's capital, Lee Smith. Yeah, thanks, Steve. I mean, it looks like there's a role here played by a close friend of Joe Biden's. We know that Joe Biden has spent uh, several Thanksgiving dinners at the home of uh, Carlisle Group's uh, co-CEO and co-founder, David Rubenstein. David Rubenstein is also a very big private donor to National Archives. And this started, my investigation started when I started when I realized that there's not something right, uh, naturally, about the uh, official Biden administration account about how Joe Biden has wound up with so many classified documents. As I described in the piece, I said there's lots of people uh, on the Hill who are uh, contemplating what they're calling the Sandy Berger scenario, referring, of course, to Bill Clinton's national security advisor, who was caught stealing documents out of the archives and there's a lot of similarity here, though we haven't seen yet Joe Biden uh, or evidence that Joe Biden stuffed documents in his socks like Sandy Berger did. But again, what I work out in the piece is uh, if you look at the different documents that were found all over different Joe Biden properties, his home, his beach house, the, Biden, uh, the office at Penn Biden Center, what it looks like is he's just dropping stuff as he's returning from National Archives. And we do know he was there at a certain point. Uh, it looks like early 2017, when he was researching uh, the book, Promise Me Dad. So that's how David Rubenstein plays into this as the head of the, or not the head of the archives, but as a major donor to the archives and someone who has a lot of influence there. It looks like he influenced the last two, um, the former archivist, David Ferrero, who is responsible for referring Donald Trump uh, to the DOJ for a criminal investigation, and the new incoming archivist, a woman named Colleen Shogan. 
Give us a minute or two. I know you got to bounce, but give us a minute or two on Rubenstein. He's he's everywhere. Carlisle Group, quite frankly, is the private equity group that's here. I think the only one headquartered, the only significant one. Youngkin used to be CEO. This has had every government official. I mean, this is the swamp, right? This is how the administrative state rolls in to get make some money and then comes back into the government. Give me a minute or two on Rubenstein. He's head of Kennedy. I mean, this guy is everywhere in the imperial oh, yeah. capital. Is he not Lee Smith? He, I mean, he spent a lot of money remaking uh, remaking different monuments, uh, including Monticello, after the image of, uh, you know, in the image of woke ideology. So there's always a lesson wherever you go where David Rubenstein is about. Monticello is all about slavery, um, National Archives, the permanent, uh, the permanent exhibit bearing his name, the David M. Rubenstein Gallery, has a, uh, uh, an exhibition called Records of Rights that talks about the disenfranchisement of minorities. And of course, these are all extremely important topics, Steve. But when you look at what Rubenstein does and who he is and what the Carlyle Group has been up to, they're very, very close ties to the CCP. Remember that, uh, you know, that, that, that he was involved in helping Beijing evade export controls for different satellites that were sent to the CCP. And of course, what these satellites were doing, they were helping network uh, People's Liberation Army troops. They were helping propagandize the population, uh, China, the Chinese population, as well as helping Chinese authorities put down protests um, in the Uyghur uh, in the Uyghur majority region, Xinjiang. Uh, so Rubenstein has, you know, he is one of the uh, <laughs> he is one of the figures of the swamp who is most closely tied to the CCP. And remember, so when we talk about Biden family corruption regarding the CCP, this is just the tip of the iceberg. We have to also look at the people around Biden who are close to Biden and what this yeah. stands for. It's not just people in government. It's not just people throughout CIA, DOD, the State Department, the different Biden hands who are close to or have relations with the CCP. We're also talking about Biden donors and Biden allies in the private sector. Big That's time. the key to Rubenstein. He's at the very top of that list. Top of it. Lee, uh, Tablet Magazine's great. Real quickly, how do people get to you, social media, where do they get to your great investigative reporting, sir? Uh, Thank you, Steve. Thanks so much. Lee Smith, D.C., on Truth Social and on Twitter. And I hope they hope they will follow me. And uh, let's start a conversation. Let's keep talking about this stuff. I try to answer as many questions as I can. People are reading my are reading my articles. I'm, I'm super grateful. I try to engage as much as possible. So please do right. Lee, you're one of the best investigative reporters in the city. Fantastic. And uh, Rubenstein's a guy that we've got to put on the watch list. Thank you very much, sir. Short commercial break. Dr. Seb Gorka, Boris Epstein on today's developments on the weaponization of government. Next in the war room. Despite the U.S. blowing through $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand, when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's time to pull yours out. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000, and it's only going to get worse. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king because it's dependable. 
Rich Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of our precious metals specialists. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today to get your free info kit. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. CPAT.org slash War Room, $47 off the general mission ticket. You get to be part of not just the audience in CPAC, but the live audience for the War Room presentation and all of Real America's Voice. They're going to have a whole lineup there for four days. It's going to be a big event. We're going to fire off the football. CPAC.org slash War Room. Boris Epstein, David Rubenstein, very controversial figure in the nation's capital. Turns out Lee Smith, and you know Lee, tough as boot leather, Lee Smith, he wrote that great book on the coup against the president that was made into that incredible film. Um, uh, Rubenstein, the National Archives, Joe Biden, something, something's up there, is it not, sir? Well, I, a lot is up there, Steve. Honor to be with you, honor to be with the posse today. It's a lot up there. Binara has been shown as a completely left-wing, woke, radical organization, I mean, they're putting disclaimers and warning labels on the Constitution, warning labels on uh, on the Declaration of Independence is a huge issue. It's a huge problem for the liberals. And this is a great deep dive that that needs and, and deserves a lot more coverage. But here's what we know for a fact. We know that the previous archivist, out of thin air, effectively pressured and bullied the DOJ, not that the, not that the weaponized Department of Justice needs <laughs> much impetus, but but Nara pushed for an investigation, a wrongful investigation into President Trump that then resulted into the raid and break-in of his home. And it is no surprise that this is all tied to a far-left woke radical like David Rubenstein. Uh, Boris, you've been coming on this show since the impeachment in um, 2019, right? In September, October 2019, the first number of episodes uh, you and I have talked about the Church Commission and, and the importance of having it. Give us your, your your assessment of the first day, and particularly the left's meltdown. I mean, MSNBC is absolutely – it's beyond throwing the toys out of the pram. They're in a full, total meltdown, and they're going on offense like Akeem Jeffries to try to blunt this right out of the box, sir. What you see happening is that the Democrats – what they did terribly with the unselect committee, what they did terribly by attacking President Trump in the Ways and Means Committee and wrongfully releasing his tax returns, now the Republicans are actually doing a good job at it. Yesterday's powerhouse, powerhouse committee hearing on uh, committee hearing on oversight regarding the FBI and Twitter, and today's today's hearing the subcommittee on weaponization, Lee Stefanik again taking it to them and, and saying that saying the quiet part out loud that there was obvious collusion between United States law enforcement and big tech to meddle in the 2020 election. This is becoming a disaster quickly, and nothing that, obviously, hopeless Joe Biden, and nothing that Hakeem Jeffries could say could ring true. And, you know, you've got AOC, oh, why are we talking about pay? 
Well, were you that concerned about it when you wasted tens of millions of dollars of America's taxpayer money on the unselect committee? Were you that concerned about it when you were targeting President Trump and his family, including his minor son, and their tax returns and releasing their private information? No. The hypocrisy is being laid to bear. The Democrats are embarrassed because the, the American people see right through that. People who have no interest in governing, people who have no interest in anything but attacking Republicans, attacking MAGA, and attacking President Donald J. Trump. By the way, I was really impressed. We had Luna on this morning, but I was so impressed yesterday on oversight. Uh, some of the new faces there and people just being hammers. But I got to tell you, I want your opinion. When you look at the weaponization, you got Jordan, you got Stefanik, you have Gates. Then you got some quiet uh, guys who come in uh, come in hot, Armstrong, Mike Johnson, others. Tell me, what's your assessment of this weaponization? It is, uh, it's going to be all the Democrats and all the DOJ and the FBI can handle, is it not, sir? Absolutely, and I, and I view the Oversight Committee and this, and this subcommittee, uh, the, the, the Select Subcommittee on Weaponization, as these two very important forces, two very important columns that we are using in our fight to get America back. Yesterday you had Higgins, you had Fallon, you had other, and Comer, of course, on uh, the, the Oversight Committee, and today you're totally right. It's, the, it's Jordan, it's Elise Stefanik, it's Daryl Issa, it's Gates. The, the forces who are on, this, on these committees are serious, they are determined, and you know what? They're not joking around. They're not doing this just to get a laugh, and they're not doing this just to make some far part of the constituents happy. We are getting at the truth, and the American people know what the truth is, that woke radicals within our government have been colluding with Democrats for far too long to attack, harass, really criminalize, persecute and prosecute Republicans, conservatives, and President Donald J. Trump as being the leader of Republicans and MAGA in this country. It's, and it's not just federal. federal. Federal forces, federal weaponized forces are using state and local. You look, at the, look at what's going on with the Manhattan DA, absolute and total nonsense, as they continue to attack President Trump. But now they're in a crossfire themselves between Alvin Bragg, the current DA, and this guy Pomerantz who wrote a book where he's absolutely ripping apart the investigation and effectively admitting that they never had a case president against President Trump. Same, same thing in Georgia. Same thing in uh, the New York Attorney General with that nonsense civil lawsuit that, that radical Tish James has brought. The weaponization of government against President Trump and under his leadership, all Americans, has gotten so out of hand, and it's got to stop now. And huge kudos. Just first days now. It's early days, but really strong moves by Republicans on the, on the subcommittee on weaponization and on oversight. I'm sure Judiciary will do the same as well. And I'm hearing Ways and Means is going to be taking a look as well. There is strength. There is strength in this MAGA Congress. As, and as we've talked about, a majority of Republicans in Congress have been now there, have been elected since President Trump came into office in 2017, and it is definitely reflected in how well they're going after the sad, pathetic, hopeless Democrats and the woke big tech collusion with deep state. By the way, you know, we were the platform for Gates and the, and the Magnificent Six and, of course, the Mighty 20 uh, and, and, you know, trying to upend McCarthy. But give us your assessment. When you look at judiciary, you look at oversight, and you look at the judiciary subcommittee on, uh, on uh, weaponization of government. He staffed it up with hammers. I mean, it's a pretty impressive lineup when you look at, uh, look at the folks up there from Boebert to Luna to Comer to Issa to Jordan, to Stefanik, and you've got every even backbencher is a hammer. Uh, Boris. 
Absolutely. And you look at Higgins yesterday coming in there, strong, boom. You ought to be arrested. Byron Donalds on oversight, strong. Today, you had, you had as you said, Stefan and Gates, Isa, of course, Jim Jordan himself. There is no limit to how deep and far these vital, determined, knowledgeable, and tough Republicans can go. These are hammers. I'm proud of each and every one of them. And I know that MAGA, and I'm much more importantly, MAGA, the War Room Posse, and our country are proud of them for the hard, hard and tough work they're doing. Let's hear, uh, what's your coordinates, uh, Boris? Uh, we know people got to follow you, and particularly your morning newsletter. A lot going on. It's an honor to be here, as always, with you to talk about these vital issues. And we're not fighting back. We're on the offense, and that is a great place to be. My information, the website is hotborisdp.com, hot on borisdp.com, hot on getter at borisdp, Twitter at borisdp, hot on true social at boris, hottest on the ground, boris underscore upside. Stay strong. God bless all offense, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. How long is the, is the Jordan clip? Okay, let's play Jordan to get, bring in Seb. In my time in Congress, I have never seen anything like this. Dozens and dozens of whistleblowers, FBI agents coming to us, talking about what's going on, the political nature at the Justice Department. Not Jim Jordan saying this, not Republicans, not conservatives, good, brave FBI agents who are willing to come forward and give us the truth. Seb, you've spent a lot of time with the FBI uh, on the counterterrorism and the jihad training at the academy, all that. Uh, what, what does it mean to you, sir, that's given up so much of your life and have such a uh, you, you hold it in, in special regard and particularly the people there and the institution when you hear Jim Jordan say that on the kickoff of weaponization of government? This is personal for me. I mean, you know my history before I joined you in the, in the White House. My wife and I, Katie, who ended up at DHS as press secretary for CBP, we had the only, the only external contract to provide uh, jihadi training on ISIS and AQ to the CTD, which is the counterterrorism division of the FBI, which, you know, I, I, today, right now, after what we found out from just this handful of whistleblowers, uh, every day I feel like going home, scooping up all those challenge coins I've got from the ASACs, from the guys at the Hoover building, and just delivering them by, you know, FedEx to the FBI and saying, guys, these are yours. And for me, as somebody who's worked so closely with with the G-men for years and years and years, to say that if they knocked on my door today, I'd say, go to hell. You can talk to my attorneys. That's sad. That's a sad day for America. This is a political police force, whether it's Matthew Hauck, the pro-life activist, whether it's you, whether it's Peter Navarro, whether it's Mar-a-Lago being besieged by armed FBI agents in full ceramic plated body armor and loaded pistols going through Melania's wardrobe. Um, this is nothing more than a political police force. It's Biden's Gestapo. Sadly, we don't have control of the purse strings until September because of that traitor Mitch McConnell and his deal with the Democrats. But at least Let's get some sunlight on uh, what the FBI has been doing, what DHS has been doing, uh, what the CIA, what the NSA were doing to you and me uh, in terms of surveilling us whilst we were in the West Wing. Um, Let's get the information out there so everybody in the Shire can know what the FBI has become. 
Okay, uh, we got a lot to get to. It was the kickoff today of this new kind of repurposed church committee. It's called the Weaponization of Government. It's got the left in a complete and total meltdown. Seb Gorka, Dr. Seb Gorka, is our guest. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about that. We've also got some breaking developments on the Chinese spy airship. Short commercial break. We're going to be back with Seb Gorka in just a moment. To the end, just watch and see. It's all started, everything's begun, and you are over. Cause we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Offers for free iPhones are usually too good to be true. Just like freedom itself, nothing in life is free. Mobile phone companies not only lock you into long-term contracts, but they also build the price of the phone into your bill with hidden fees. With Patriot Mobile, they can show you how to get the same iPhone interest-free without the games and no contract. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks because they use the same towers as the major carriers. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Patriot Mobile also offers a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to either of the three major carriers they provide for free. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's B-A-N-N-O-N. If you're fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values or our country, support a company that does. Patriot Mobile. You get there by going to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT. I had the Biden crime family laptop for a year. They knew it was leaking. They knew it would hurt the Biden campaign. So the FBI used its relationship with Twitter to suppress criminal evidence being revealed about Joe Biden one month before the 2020 elections. You, ladies and gentlemen, interfered with the United States of America 2020 presidential election, knowingly and willingly. That's the bad news. It's going to get worse because this is the investigation part. Later comes the arrest part. Your attorneys are familiar with that. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to spend five hours with these ladies and gentlemen doing depositions surely yet to come. But for right now, I'll yield the balance of my time to my colleague, Mr. George. Can I change my phone ring to that? And not literally, that could be my mantra. I can listen to that 24-7. Dr. Seb Gorka, your thoughts of what you've seen yesterday and today, sir, as far as the kickoff to these committees? Well, it's nice, but nobody's going to be arrested. As I said you know, previously, we just have to get the information out there so the American people can draw the requisite conclusions. But um, I'm sure you've already played it on the war room today. There's a cut from Lauren Boebert that was just stellar 
where she said in the hearing on on big tech, she said, I don't know where the FBI stopped and Twitter began. So, you know, that's the nature of the beast. We when when you know, when we were in the White House, Steve, when we talked about the deep state, we were just worried about, you know, the CIA, the FBI and the NSA. But but now the, the deep state isn't just government. It's what is that great quote from Reagan? I mean, what is the definition of fascism? It's when 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 the corporate entities do the bidding of the political elite. They're not subsumed as in communism. They're not taken over, sort of bureaucrat running the factory and driving it into the ground. In fascism, it's the willing obeisance. It's the acquiescence. It's the genuflection of corporate interests subsumed under the the needs of the uniparty. So that's where we are in America today. And and that's what these hearings will, will help to uncover. But there won't be any ramifications until we clear out the DOJ, until... The FBI is dismantled. When I have a 23-year FBI veteran on my show say, no, it's got to be dismantled. Its missions, its CICT and CRIM missions have to be given to other federal agencies like the Marshal, the U.S. Marshals, because it cannot be left to stand. The whole culture is corrupt. Can we just have a sanity check? Can we do some math here, Steve? We're talking about 36,000 people, and we've got, what, 24 whistleblowers? 24 whistleblowers? After this level of political targeting from the Hoover building out of 36,000, that's a travesty. And there's nobody outside the building protesting, saying, you can have my pension, you can have my badge, because they're not men of substance. We want serious men. Do you remember the discussions we used to have in the West Wing about serious men, how America needs serious men? Now, more than ever, Steve. What what the, uh, walk me through the appropriations process? You're you're quite serious about defund and deconstruct. Walk me through your plan for that because the FBI and DOJ, and this is why I think so powerful. We haven't had hearings like this, I think forever. I mean, I don't think this is yeah. going to go much since deeper the than 70s. the church committee, right? Since the seven, and I think even deeper than that. And 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 by the way, people should understand this is just the kickoff. Just yeah. just a kickoff. So the opening salvos. They said the weaponization is going to go for two years, up until the twenty four election. Walk me through your recommendations for the FBI right now. Well, the first thing is uh, Michael Waller has written this incredible piece on this. I mean, Stalinist new FBI headquarters that they've asked for funding for billions of dollars to create this huge new, you know, Stasi-esque central police headquarters for, for the federal government. Well, well, that has to be, you know, that has to be killed in the cradle. That has to be completely smothered, number one. We can't do anything substantive, thanks to Mitch McConnell, until September. But at that point, there has to be a, a strangling of all, all these things. So when, when you've got Kyle Seraphim, one of the brave whistleblowers who actually, you know, puts his face to his name, goes on shows like mine and Bongino's, and he says, they created a threat suffix. So when you have, you know, uh, an identifier for the target packages inside the Hoover building, and one of them was hashtag EDU. What, what kind of threat is that? Is that the latest variation of ISIS? Is that your know, North Korean uh, intel assets on CONUS on U.S. soil? No, no. Hashtag EDU was the FBI's threat marker 
for parents who stood up at school board meetings and said no CRT, no masks, no shutting down the schools. When the FBI has a threat marker for innocent American parents who don't want Marxist ideology to be rammed down the throats of their children in school, then there's there's no salvaging there's no salvaging this organization. It, it, you know the, the the big sin came after 9/11 when George W. Bush said to the then director Bob Mueller, "You don't arrest criminals anymore. You don't investigate crimes and put people in prison. You must prevent." prevent the next crime. That's not what police officers do. They turn the FBI into an intelligence organ. After that moment, it's a small thing, but it tells you, uh, for those who aren't familiar, the FBI email is FBI, the end of the suffix for an FBI agent is fbi.gov.ic. What the hell? Why is the FBI email system <laughs> fbi.gov.ic? Intelligence yeah. community? What, yeah. what have That's you got to do with intelligence? <laughs> Nothing. You should be That's investigating crimes okay. and making cases. Like the old school. Okay, talking about intelligence, let's go ahead and play uh, some of the hearing today on the, uh, on the Chinese either weapons platform blimp or the intelligence <laughs> blimp. Let's go ahead and uh, play it. I'm over time, and I, 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 this is the last thing, so you can answer it, I hope. Do we have a plan for the next thing that happens and how we're going to deal with it? Um, because, quite frankly, I'll just tell you, I, I don't want a damn balloon going across the United States uh, when we potentially could have taken it down over the Aleutian Islands, no offense to Alaska or Alaska, or in some of the areas in Montana. And I understand public health. I understand doing damage. I understand that could have been a nightmare. But the truth is, is I, I got a problem with, with a Chinese balloon flying over my state much less the rest of the country. Senator, absolutely. We sent a very clear message to the PRC when we shot it down in our sovereign airspace, in our sovereign waters, um, that has established that deterrent line. Um, okay. Just all, all, all kind of happy talk. By the way, this is John Tester. John Tester's he's in cycle, as we say, in, in running for the Senate in, uh, in Montana. I think he'd be up for his third time on a state that is pure MAGA. He knows he's got a problem. Seb, what we know now, I'm not quite sure they've still given the Gang of Eight their briefing, but we now know that even before the 28th, they knew the, they knew the airship was heading towards the yeah. Aleutian Islands. Give us your assessment. It's been a couple of days over Alaska. Last time I looked, that's American sovereign territory. And then it hovered over the ICBM launch field in north-central Montana. Seb Gorka. I don't know who that meat puppet was, who that woman said to Testa said, yes, we have, <laughs> we have executed a deterrent mission. After, after the blimp traversed the whole of the United States, the diagonal swath took whatever SIGINT scoops it wanted to of our missile batteries, our sensitive sites. Then we shoot it down after it sent all those data packages encrypted back to Beijing. That's the deterrent. I think her idea of victory in war is, you know, once we have surrendered and, you know, Washington, D.C. is a sheet of glass. Look, let, let's be very clear here. China has military satellites that you can't see with a pair of binoculars that can do all kinds of very high-end signals intelligence. Why do they pick 
technology from the era of Blerio that's 200 years old, that is low-tech, that is 200 feet across, that is moving incredibly slowly, to tell everybody in the world, not just in Vietnam, not just in Taiwan, not just in Singapore, but everyone around the world, we can fly an airship across America that is a spy platform with impunity. Whether it's because the big guy gets 10% through Hunter or whether it's because he's a senile, feckless coward, doesn't matter. The end state is our greatest strategic enemy. And I learned that from you. Our only peer competitor has free reign over our skies can dump its intel scoop back in Beijing, and then we'll take it out of the skies. That's the message. And of course, Mark Milley, the man who said, in uniform, in combat, he said when he was chief of staff of the army, China is not our enemy. And then in an interview said, under President Trump, I told General Lee in Beijing, if President Trump were planning military action against China, I would give him a heads up. That man, that overweight disgrace to the U.S. Army uniform is still the most senior military person in the United States, Steve. Seb, given your understanding of the combatant commands, given your understanding of how the White House National Security Council works, the intel, the 16 or what, 18 agencies in the uh, in the intel uh, community, uh, the chain of command, do you believe, and by the way, they still haven't, to my knowledge, done the official Gang of Eight presentation of this. Do you believe, at least from the leaks, that starting from sometime before the 28th, when they kind of picked it up, but, but definitely on the 28th when it hit the Aleutian Island airspace, that they didn't notify, because there's thing right now is they didn't notify the, with the White House until that Wednesday or Thursday, went all the traverse yeah. all the way across Alaska to Canada, and when they came down to the lower 48. Do you buy that? I do. I do, because we now know, just sitting you know, in a chair six feet away from me, just three days ago, I had, you remember, Rob Spaulding, the former B-2 stealth bomber pilot, who was our uh, senior director in the Trump NSC for strat- strategy and planning, and he said, Overflights by by Chinese blimps when we were in office, well, if they occurred, we, the White House, senior director for strategy and planning, we were not told, which means, which means that Milley or his predecessor or that insult to the Marine Corps lapdog mad dogmatis didn't tell the then commander-in-chief. So whether it's not telling us at all when President Trump is the commander-in-chief or waiting four days when it's Biden, sadly, sadly, I, I can believe it. When, when, when I hear that the son of a three-star uh, Green Beret general, when his son, who is a young officer from Bragg, has just returned from the Baltic states, training their forces for resistance warfare against a potential Russian invasion. He's on the ground in a NATO nation state prepping their SF, and he comes back to brag. And what does he get, Steve? He gets four hours of mandatory pronoun lectures. Pronoun lectures. Then I can believe anything, Steve. Unbelievable. Seb, how did it get to your great show, all your great content, the Substack, all of it? 
Uh, you can uh, we're we're on all podcast platforms. Just look for Sebastian Gorker America First. You can watch us twenty four seven at uh, sebgorker.com. That's the website. My name S E B Seb Gorker G O R K A. And then of course uh, the Substack, which is my whole name in one word, Sebastian And then we're on all social media that matters: Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Getter, Parler, Telegram. You name it, we are there. Just look for me. Seb Gorka. Thank you, guys. Dr. Seb Gorka, thank you very much. My deputy in the White House, Dr. Seb Gorka, and one of the senior editors over at Breitbart for many years. Short commercial break. We're going to be back in the war room. Just a moment. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly 250 grand. And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. New social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, there's so much going on that we're having to really curate the show now. Plus, we're doing the live streams. We want everybody to either download Getter or get together. When they do these live streams like today for the hearings, it's really very special when the community comes together. You're sharing information. You're making comments. You're making analysis. And, of course, given our uh, meeting schedule, I try to dip in and out of them, but they're either run by Jane or, or, or um, Grace Chunk, Mo, whatever. Um and, of course, Natalie's uh, coming in and out as she does her analysis. So a lot going on in these hearings. Um, and so it's so much in the second hour, we have Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, he's been doing this ESG, but he's got this brilliant speech he did. We're going to play clips of that. We're going to have him on live. And we've got uh, we're going to talk about the Chinese Communist Party, the strategy of America and China, what's actually happening on climate change. We really talk about what's happening to these corporations it's incredible. We're also going to get an update. We couldn't finish the conversation this morning on Ukraine and everything that's happening in Ukraine. Remember, Matt Gates has now put forward a resolution to basically take our funding to zero and essentially force. It's really to force 
Biden uh, to come to Congress and have to go, do a war powers resolution. This thing in Ukraine, I'm telling you, is spinning more and more out of control every day. Zelensky's over in Europe. He's asking for fighter jets. You're going to start to see this big pressure. And this war is starting to metastasize. Uh, and we are the ones underwriting it. We ha- if we're going to continue to do that, the commander in chief has to come and make the case to the Congress, make the case to the American people. We can't have a situation like Vietnam, the Iraq war, Afghanistan. We just drift through these things and they get worse and worse and worse. And I'm telling you right now, when we talk tanks and you talk jets, you talk combined uh, combined arms warfare, you're going to have Americans first in his advisor, second in his maintenance, all of it. Next thing you know, the 101st Airborne that's right on the, right on the border of Romania, they're going to be called in. So we got we got to stop this now. We have to force, and this is why the Gates thing is so important. So we got Ben Harnwell's going to join us for the Ukraine update. Also, Kelly Chewbacca, she's going to get an update. This rank of choice voting, I'm telling you, it's spreading everywhere. It's in Arizona. I think it's like 28 states talking about it. It is we have to dig this thing out root and branch. This is a way not just to kill MAGA candidates, but this is also going to ensure people who are actually don't win elections are the ones that are, are standing up, uh, the ones that actually end, win at the end of the day, although they didn't win in the legitimate first round. Of course, we got Laura Lomer. Laura, a lot of people know her as a fire branch. She's got a very interesting RICO case against uh against the um against the tech oligarchs and that got some real traction yesterday and of course uh Anna Polina Luna today on the show and we've put it out I think it kind of went mini viral where she ca- she said yesterday hey these guys right there uh and much of the test not I shouldn't say much of the testimony certain amounts of the testimony yesterday were perjured okay she said they perjured themselves under oath they lied to her under oath and other uh, other congressmen as they ask these very pointed questions. So these committees are starting off with a bang. We're going to get to that. We're going to talk about this RICO case that Loomer's got when she was a congressional candidate uh, among the big tech uh, oligarchs. So for the next hour, it's going to be actually jam-packed. Also, a lot of controversy around Veritas. Hey, I'm a James O'Keefe guy. I've known him for 12 years. To me, he is Veritas. I don't know all the details of what's going on there, but somehow they got to work that out. You don't have – I find it – you know, I'm not a believer in coincidence. I can't believe the great work they've done on Pfizer. And all of a sudden, we have this big controversy and the board's turfing him out. Hey, and people can sit there and go, it has nothing to do with it. But hey, you got to, sh- I'm from Missouri on this one. The work they have done on Pfizer, coupled with what Natalie uh, Winter, or excuse me, what Naomi Wolf and the War Room Posse did with the Pfizer research and what he did, uh, what they did on Pfizer, I just can't believe this thing's coming up. So hopefully more developments in the next 24 hours. But uh, to me, he's got to stay at Veritas. He is Veritas. Okay, we got a lot going on. Crom, Crom uh, Michael is with us. Crom, everybody loves Salty that gets it. I want to make sure more people have access to it. Tell us what it does and how do they get to it on the special deal for the War Room Posse. Uh, thanks again for having me, and thanks for all the great work that you and your team do uh, for our country. Um, uh, Salty is a, is a dietary supplement. It's one that we developed, uh, the uh, a super enriched green tea extract that we call Soul Tea, and we, we created it 18 years ago. What we do, Steve, is we take a particular molecule from fresh green tea. We have a proprietary fermentation process, and from that process, we extract teoflavin, and we end up with a 22% concentration of teoflavin as opposed to a simple 1% concentration in green tea. 
And it is that active ingredient in soul tea that makes it so beneficial for the heart and particularly for lowering cholesterol. And 18 years ago, we did clinical trials uh, and David Marin, a cardiologist at Vanderbilt, looked at all of the data, wrote up a paper that was then uh, published in the archives of internal medicine. So we had some very, very strong science behind the heart health benefits of soul tea and especially the cholesterol lowering benefits of soul tea. And I'm the poster child. I've been taking our product for 18 years. When I started taking it, uh, my bad cholesterol was 130. Uh, 90 days, it dropped to 89. It's been under 90 ever since. My blood pressure is good. My doctor says my heart is in terrific shape. And, and heart health is, is super, super important because heart disease is still the number one killer. And the way people can get it, the way the posse can get soul tea is to go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. And that'll take you to the soul tea site where you can enter the code warroom at checkout and you get a $29.95 discount on your first shipment. And then on a continuing basis, uh, you'll get a super deal. Our continuity program on a continuing basis is three bottles uh, for the price of two, and we always pay the freight. So it's a very fixed amount. It works out to about 70 cents a day, and it's a great way to take care of your heart and your heart health, and particularly your cholesterol. And I, Steve, I appreciate so much you letting me talk to the posse about soul tea. Well, I tell you, people love it, so we want to make sure you keep coming on. Uh, Krom, oh, thank, thank you so much. Appreciate thank it. you for doing this. Thank you thank you for make, making it available. People love it. I want to make sure everybody gets a chance to go uh, take a look at it. Okay, short commercial break. We're back for the second hour. It's going to be on fire. That I can commit to you. Back in the war room in just a moment. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart 
and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.